You are on the line, live on ESPN, 106.7 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports, 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show. Friday, April 29th. 2022 happy friday congratulations you made it to the weekend excuse me you made it to the weekend congratulations look the the uh, the temperature's getting hot out there i was running around uh doing some errands before coming into work and doing the show it's hot out there and it doesn't take long for your car to heat up i'm telling you what the sun is shining there's some clouds in the sky Uh, I have not looked at the weather forecast for this weekend, but if you are going to be out and about, enjoy yourself. Tomorrow is supposed to be nice. Sunny in 82. Sunday, they're calling for rain, but maybe not. You never know. But regardless, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I hope you're having a great Friday. I appreciate you tuning in. Here to the Friday edition of On the Line. My name is Jacob Goins. I appreciate everybody tuning in here on the Friday edition of On the Line. We have a great show on tap for you today. Lots to talk about in the sports world. If you want to call in and get involved, we would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Anything you want to talk about. Call in, give me a ring, and we'll put you on. And you, we, can, uh, we can have a discussion about anything you want to talk about in the sports world. I'd love to hear from you, and I would love for you to get involved. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. As a lot of you know, if you tune in regularly to the show, my show producer, Trevor, he, is, he was an intern and yesterday was his final day here as an intern uh, here of Auburn Networks and the show on the line. He was originally Noah Gardner's intern. He answered his phones for him. And then uh, when I came in, had him started running the board a little bit, coming in, answering phone calls, doing a lot of the production work on the back end. Well, yesterday was his final day. And He is going to graduate. He'll be graduating from Auburn University next week. So uh, he is no longer here. And what that means for you, the listener, is nothing. Nothing changes. We are going to miss him, and we appreciate all of the work he's done. And I know during during this past month or so, when he is gone, that I only take calls during the commercial breaks. I'm currently working on fixing that. And... The way we're going to do it today, we're going to have a little bit of a test run, if you will. I've got some hotkeys over here. Basically, it's just a a playlist that I can click on, and it's going to play some music or something. Remember, if you are are a longtime listener of this program, uh, Noah Gardner had... He had like a hot take Wednesday sound that would play, and he would have a Saturday selection sound that would play. A couple of those are still in our computer system. And I think what I want to do is, 
until I get time to make a brand new one for this exact situation, if you call in during the show today, I want to be able to answer you and get you on the and get you on the show right then and there. That's what I want to do. I don't want to have to make you wait until the commercial because by that point, you may have forgotten about it. You may not be in the car anymore. You may not be at your desk anymore. And you may have just forgotten about it. That happens, right? So what I want to do is if you call in during the show, no matter what time you call in today, 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502, I'm going to play one of those sound bets. And basically, the goal is to be, answer, to be able to answer your calls during the show without it having dead air. That's basically what we're trying to do. And we're going to try it out, and hopefully next week I can create one specifically for this, and that'll be the goal. We got somebody calling in right now. Why don't we give it a try, and we'll see how it goes. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Hot Take Wednesday. So we had a phone call. Now we're going to try it. We have Michael on line one. Michael, welcome in. So, guys, um, they were talking, you know, last night about the six defensive players uh, from Georgia. It just kind of reminiscent uh, – and your thoughts of just that, that yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, I think it was um it was definitely a shock. And I'm gonna have a better take on this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have a pretty good take on this. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, and the first two picks that they had in the first round, they took Georgia defensive players. So that's not really what I wanted, but that's what happened. And our first segment is about the NFL draft. Michael, we may have lost you. Not sure if you uh, just got off the phone, but we do appreciate your call. 334-321-1390. Maybe it's kind of like you would break it up a little bit, so I apologize about that. But you were asking about some of the defensive players and all of the defensive players that were taken in the first round last night. We'll get to that in just a second. But you kind of saw and heard a, a little experiment of what I'm trying to do. I am working on getting a new show producer. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks is the goal so I can have somebody that can run all of this for me, answer phones, and get you guys on immediately. But, And I know that one said Hot Take Wednesday at the beginning. We're just going to try a couple of them out, and the goal is to make one specifically for this situation. But if you want to call in, I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. To go to Michael's call, he was talking about the NFL draft. Of course, round one was last night out in Las Vegas. And look, here's one thing I'm going to go ahead and say about the NFL draft. It takes way too long. It takes way too long. And I said that a couple of days ago. It was even worse last night. It may have been the worst I've ever seen. It was so long. It came on at 7 o'clock Central Time. By 9 o'clock, two hours in, my team, the Green Bay Packers, had not even picked yet. They hadn't even picked. And they were middle 20s. It took over two hours for 32 teams to pick a guy. That's way too long. That's way too long. And how? And the only reason I 
had it on and watched it was because I was hanging out with some buddies of mine. We were all watching it together, hanging out. If I was at home by myself or if I had a family home with them, I'm not going to turn on the NFL draft. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I would not turn on the NFL draft because of how boring it was and how slow it is. And it's not just the teams taking a long time to pick. No, it's the draft itself and TV drawing it out because they want to break down every single team, every single player, which I get that. That's understandable, but it doesn't have to take 10 minutes in between each pick. That seems like what it was like, at least 10 minutes in between each pick. And to Michael's point, he called in talking about the defensive players that were drafted last night. It was crazy. And not just the defensive players, SEC defensive players, Georgia defensive players. And look, I get it, man. I'm a Packers fan. And you know what the Packers needed? A wide receiver. You know what the Packers didn't get? A wide receiver. They went out and got not one defensive player. They got two. They got an inside linebacker and then a defensive tackle. Both from Georgia, which was historic. I'm sure you know, or if you don't, this could be new information to you. Um, Georgia, the University of Georgia, became the first school ever to have two defensive players drafted in the first round of the same team. That's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. And so the first overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars was Trayvon Walker from Georgia. So there's your first one. Then uh, let's see, the next Georgia player taken, uh, the SEC was Evan Neal from Alabama, the offensive tackle. Uh, Another Georgia guy taken, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle. He went to Philadelphia. And you keep looking up and down, Quay Walker, he is the Georgia inside linebacker that got taken by Green Bay. And then Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia, he got taken. And then Lewis... Sign, I believe, his last name C-I-N-E. I forget how you pronounce it, so if I'm butchering it, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm butchering it, I apologize. But the safety from Georgia, he was taken as well. We all know Georgia's defense was elite last year, and they have been for the last couple of years. We know that. And you saw it last night. You saw all of these guys get drafted from Georgia. And not just from Georgia, just defensive players in general and still one of the best players on the entire Georgia defense, Nicobe Dean, is still available. He'll probably be one of the first ones to go tonight, but he's still on the board, which I think is crazy because that guy is extremely good. He was considered the leader of this Georgia defense. So lots of defensive players. Also a lot of receivers went last night as well. So... Trayvon Walker was your first overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, defensive end. Derek Stingley from LSU, corner. Ahmad Gardner from Cincinnati, corner. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, defensive end. The first offensive player taken was an offensive tackle. And the first receiver taken was Drake London from USC at eight. I mean, just a lot of wide receivers and a lot of defense taken last night in the draft. And and especially early, too. And I think what that means is NFL teams are realizing you got to be able to stop some people. you got to be able to stop other teams. There's so many good athletes now and so many good players now in the NFL that it's really hard to stop them, man. 
because so so many of them are so good and so talented that these top teams in the draft, they're obviously top teams in the draft for a reason. They need help. And some of these teams think that they have it offensively, but they've figured out we got to be able to play some defense too. And why not in a draft like this year where the quarterbacks are really not all that good, the defensive players are off the charts, and the receivers were really good, why not go after defensive players and wide receivers? And that's exactly what they saw and what you saw last night during the NFL draft. We have another phone call. Let's try this again. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Final take. We have Michael back on line one. His phone cut out the first time. Let's try this again. Michael, welcome back. Hey, bud. I was talking about uh, Georgia getting, you know, the first team to get six defensive players. I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that great Auburn backfield with Ronnie and Cadillac and, and Jason, they don't really talk about, you know, one backfield getting drafted like that in the first round. They, they, I, I don't hear many people talk about that. No, you really don't. And I think it's just how good Georgia was last year and how good their defense was. And as they won a national championship, I think it just goes to show how good they were. And then also, they still have guys on the board. When I was just talking about Nicobe Dean, he's probably the best available player. He's another defensive guy. So it just goes to show how good this Georgia defense was last year. I'm just curious, uh, and, I, and I know it's Alabama, but I'm just curious with uh, probably Will Anderson and Bryce Young going high next year, what kind of numbers they would put up as far as the first round. It's I think it's 14 straight years that, Bama's had, you know, a guy go first round. That's just a testament to, you know, coaching guys up. But it'll be interesting to see. But I think uh, Reggie Bush and, you know, uh, uh, Liner and, and them were, were, were close. But I think uh, White probably went in the second round. But I don't think there'll be another backfield like that in 04. No, that, that backfield in 04 here at Auburn was was just unbelievable. And you look at the the draft from that team, I mean, that's that's one of the most successful NFL drafts Auburn's ever had. Yeah, and then the next year with the wide receivers, uh, you know, I think, you know, Roma Shadu and Obamano and Anthony Mix and uh, I think Courtney may have went the year after. I don't know if he was in the same class as that, but then you also had Marcus McNeil. I mean, it was just a lot of guys back-to-back-to-back. So it'll be interesting to see if Auburn can get back to the glory days of that. So I appreciate the time. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Michael. That was Michael here on the line, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. If you'd like to call in and get involved, I would love to hear from you, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. I know the, um, the sounds that I'm playing are not perfect. You know, We're just kind of experimenting today on this Friday afternoon, but I just hate to leave you guys and have to make you call during the commercial break because I am by myself in here today. Again, I lost my show producer, Trevor. He is he finished his internship. He's about to graduate uh, at Auburn. So he is not here anymore. I'm, I am actively looking for a new show producer. And so when that time comes, we won't have to worry about it. And hopefully next week I can get a specific sound made 
for this situation, but I know you guys call in and I want to hear from you, and I hate to make you wait until the break. And obviously I can't answer it on the air. You got to screen and make sure I got who I got and all of that good stuff. So there is a little bit of a process, and it's going to work, you know, we're going to work out the kinks a little bit together here. But I appreciate you staying tuned and tuned in and tuning in every day and calling as well. I love to hear from you, the listener, 334 321 1390 or toll free at 888 382 7502. To Michael's point, look, Auburn 0405, those were some of the best NFL draft years we've seen from Auburn. And just look at the guys that were taken, how high they were taken. I mean, that's that's one of the best we've seen from Auburn in a long, long time. And he was asking, or he was saying how he hopes to see Auburn get back to that point. And I actually talked about that yesterday, I think. I think I ended with that. I think I ended the show yesterday with, can Brian Harson get guys in the league again from Auburn? Yes, Auburn puts them in the league, but I was talking yesterday about over the last few years, Yes, guys have gotten drafted, but it's been third, fourth, and fifth, sixth round where they're struggling to make a roster at that point. When you go first and second round to a team in the NFL draft, you're getting drafted to be a starter or a a right-off-the-bench type of guy. That's what we want to see Auburn get back to is producing guys like that, producing some studs that get drafted first and second round and I think Brian Harson and this staff can do that. I really do. I really do think so. Because of their football mindset and the development we've already seen from this team and some of the guys that were on this team, I'm talking about Bo Nix, guys. Bo Nix got better last year. He did. And he's not the only one. You saw more and more players get better you know, and get better from what they were. I think you're going to see that from the offensive line this year. No, they're not going to be great, but I do think the offensive line will be better this coming season. And that's because Brian Harson and this staff, I really do think that they have the development down to where we didn't really see that in the Malzahn era. If you weren't good when you showed up, you really didn't get a whole lot better. And that, I just think that's the truth. And you could see it when Malzahn was here. I think Brian Harson can get guys back into the league and make them impact players and long-term players in the National Football League. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side of this break. Stay tuned and call in 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're listening to the Friday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well as we come into the weekend here in the Auburn Opelika area up through Birmingham and Sylacauga across the state of Alabama and across the country if you may be listening in. I do appreciate you. We're going to head to the phone lines 334-321-1390. Terry on line one. Welcome in. Jacob, how you doing today? We're doing great. How are you, Terry? Fantastic. Well, Jacob, here we sit on the 29th day of April. The portal is going to close on Sunday. Yep. And Auburn is about as quiet as a mouse. And I don't like it. Yeah. Now, I know you and I are going to disagree on this, respectively, of course. <laughs> but I don't believe for one minute that Brian Harson wants to be at Auburn. I don't believe that for one minute. And why not? I, I just, just, they're just signs. They're just things I picked up on. And... 
quite frankly, I, speaking, you know, speaking, I, I don't think his family's happy there. It's a big change from one end of the country to the other. I agree. It is, a, well, it is a big change. You know as well as I do, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I just think when he, when, he, when he took the job at Auburn, left Idaho, or was it Boise? I can't remember. Um, to take the job in Auburn, yeah, he, he, can, he can coach. He can build a program. But he didn't know that there's going to be a, a, a 12-month program, a 12-month thing. He forgot about the other seven months a year he's going to have to recruit and go through spring training and develop and, pers- and do, do things like that. He didn't realize that. I think he thought he was legitimately going to be just a football coach, and that's it. And so he's learning those lessons, and, and I'll give him credit for change, and he's showing progress. But I think he was hired by a complete weasel as an athletic director. And I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be there, wants to be there, and is going to be there either. You know, you make an interesting point. It, there's no doubt it's a huge change from Boise, Idaho to Auburn, Alabama when it comes to the state, the football program, the job, the people. All of that is a major change. You're 100% right. And I think when Brian Harson showed up, again, you're right. He was not expecting to have to do all of the things it takes to be successful and not even be successful, just survive in the SEC. But, as you mentioned, he has changed, and he's figuring it out as he goes. Is it too late? I don't know. I hope not. I don't think so either. But he is changing and figuring it out. When it comes to his family wanting to be here, I mean, we don't really know. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't really know that. Exactly. And I think, and did you see, Terry, did you see the, the updated ESPN article yesterday? No, I didn't buy a chance to. Know. They were asking Brian Harson about if he still wanted to be here, and he doubled down. And he mentioned the stuff that happened, and he said, you know, that's still BS. Of course, he used the full language, but he talked about that and how, you know, despise all of that, he is still wants to be here. And he doubled down. He did. And so... I don't think a coach would have come out and said it quite like that. And he was very like straightforward about saying, this is where I want to be. I want to be at Auburn. And I really do believe him. And see, Jack, that's where I disagree, because coaches to a degree are politicians. And a politician is going to tell you what you want to hear, not the truth. Yeah, I, I get that too. But I, you know, it, when he gets that type of question, if he truly didn't want to be here, it would have been like, well, yeah, yeah, I, I want to be here. But no, he. from what I heard and what I read, it was Auburn is where I want to be because, and here's why I say this, I think he, he fully and firmly believes that he can win at Auburn. He believes that, I think. Well, he, he didn't see nothing like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart in, in Boise, Idaho. No, no, you're right. You're right about and, that. And, and, and it may be, and you know the word I like to use with this football program is survive. That may be what he has to do for a couple of years until he can get this thing stirred in the right direction. Well, the, the chances are he's not going to get the chance to if he doesn't produce this year. You're 100% right. And, and I, I don't necessarily agree that, disagree with anything that you're saying, but at the same time, if he don't put up an eight-win season, and even in the four losses, he's got to look competitive. I don't think he can afford to get going get blown out 38-3 to by anybody. Yeah, I, I've that's, said that's eight a, wins as well. I, you know, the losses, yeah, I mean, that's really getting nitpicky, but we are talking about Auburn, so. Yeah, and those naysayers out there, like I told you yesterday, if he, if he went 14-0 when every game, you know, 40 to nothing, there's still people going to want him gone. Yep. And so no, no matter what he does. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. No. No. But you're 100 percent right. I just right. don't believe he know, he knew what he was getting himself into. It's a different culture. It's a different way of life. And you 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 got it nailed with the word survival. That's it, is. What it is. It's survival. That's exactly he, what it is. I know he's he's out recruiting and, and making some headway in that direction. But you got to turn those into you got to turn those into some kind of positive. You got to bring somebody home 
that I'll bring somebody to Auburn that, that uh, that's going to make a difference and allow them to compete with Georgia and Alabama and quit seeing the programs around the conference get better. Not just Georgia and Alabama. I think South Carolina's going to be a lot better this year. I think they are, too. I think too. Florida's on the upswing. I think Tennessee's definitely on the upswing. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and, and and unfortunately, it's not going to be – and at this point – you know, like you said, the portal closes in two days, and I talked about this yesterday. If somebody's entering the portal at this point, let's be honest, they're probably not going to be a program-changing guy. And at this point, I don't think Auburn can focus on the transfer portal. If somebody goes in that you say, yeah, maybe get him as a backup or a potential starter down the road, yeah, maybe. But it's going to be on recruiting, and it's going to be wins on the football field. Sure. Last thing real quick, Jacob. He's got to, he, he's got to get just, just, just bodies. He can't be consumed and concerned about, well, he doesn't fit my system as much. If a guy can be a body and make a play to change the game, get him, take him. He don't have to have a 6'3", 220-pound receiver. He may have to settle for a guy's 5'7", 190 if he can catch a pass on third down and six. Right. It's it, as simple as that. He can't be obsessed with what he wants and, and, and turn away from what he needs to have. I, I, got to get I, yeah. bodies in there. No, I agree. I agree. There's, there's a point where you're allowed to be nitpicky and try to go after certain guys, but there's also a time where you got to take what you can get because ultimately you got to put some guys on the football field that know how to play and can get you some wins in the fall. Terry, we are up against a break. We appreciate the call. Take care, Jacob. That was Terry here on the line. We always appreciate his phone calls. He makes great points. He really does. And look, the word I use is survival. That's what Brian Harson's got to do. But talking about the change and him maybe not expecting the, the, the step up in the work that he was going to have to do here at Auburn compared to what he did in Boise, Idaho, look, I don't think he knew. I'm going to be honest. And, and the way and the actions that he took when he was here to start, I think it kind of points towards that. I don't think he fully understood what he was getting into. But you know what? As we sit here on April 29th of 2022 – Brian Harson knows exactly what he's doing now. He knows exactly what situation he's in. He knows what he's got to do. He has shown he's smart, he knows football, and he knows how to build a program. It comes down to two things. Does he get the time to do it? And can he do it? And that's it. Does he have the time and can he get the wins? If he can get those two things, Brian Harson's going to be here a long, long time, I think. But he knows what he's got to do now. He didn't when he showed up. But he does now going into year two. Get involved. It's been a great show so far. 334-321-1390. We'll be back after this short break. You're listening to On The Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show, 30 minutes into hour number one. It's been a great show so far, and we've got, well, we've got about an hour and a half left in the Friday edition of the show. We've had a few phone calls, so we do appreciate that. If you want to call in, get involved, be a part of the show, I'd love to hear from you, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Of course, still trying to uh, implement a new a new system, as Trevor, my show producer, no longer here as he's about to graduate, and I'm in the search of a new show producer. I'm in the process. I'm trying to get one, so we're trying to work that out, but... 
I'm trying to get it to where you guys can call in during the show. We don't have to worry about waiting until the commercial breaks for you to call in. So playing just some sound bites, it's just a little bit of music. I'd answer the phones, you know, 10, 15 seconds, however long it takes, and then we get them straight on the air. So that is what we're kind of playing with until I can get a new soundbite made specifically for this. That's the goal is to work on that next week. So just bear with me uh, because I do want the callers and the listeners to get involved because I love hearing what you have to say and what you have to think uh, about anything we're talking about here on the line. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And really the first two segments, we talked about the NFL draft and then we had Terry calling in about you know, Brian Harson and what he what he's doing at Auburn. He was talking Terry was talking about the transfer portal and how Auburn is kind of quiet in that regard. And my point still stands. I know the portal, it closes or you have to be in it by May first, which is Sunday. If you want to transfer this year and be eligible this year, you have to be in the portal by May first. And my point still stands and I'm not, I'm not talking bad about anybody that's in the portal or anybody that enters the portal in the next couple of days. But if you are not entering until April 30th into the transfer portal, look, there may be a reason for it, right? You know your current situation at your current school is obviously not what you want, which means you're probably, probably, not 100%, but you're probably not a starter, Right, you're probably not a starter, and and or I should say you're not going to be getting the minutes that you think you deserve or want. And again, there may be a reason for that, and there's also a reason that Auburn hasn't gone after guys in the portal. Or maybe I shouldn't say that they've probably gone after some, but then maybe reconsidered. I mean, there's a reason Auburn hasn't been getting some guys in the portal as of late, because like I told Terry. The guys you get out of the portal right now, yeah, they may help you with the backups, maybe even a third string, but you're not going to go get a day one starter out of the portal right now. You're just not. And I think that's important to remember. And also to link all of this together, we talked about the NFL draft in the first segment, and I still stand by my point that Brian Harson, I think if he's still here in the next few years, again, got to survive, If he's still here, I think he will put guys in the league. And not just him. I think a lot of these coaches on this coaching staff, you're going to see guys go to the league and get drafted first, second, and third round versus third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Because obviously there's a major difference in getting drafted first and second round or fifth and sixth round. Fifth and sixth round, you're eating table scraps and surviving trying to get on a roster. First and second round, you sign a multi-million dollar deal, you're playing game one in September. So that's the difference. And Terry brought up the great point. Nick, or I think it was Michael, maybe. Michael, one of our callers, had brought up the point about Nick Saban having you know, 14 years in a row of a, a first-round draft pick. I brought up the stat yesterday. Nick Saban has more first-round draft picks than he does losses at Alabama. Let that sink in for a second. More first-round picks at Alabama than he does losses. I think it was 39-20, and 20, and that was before last night. So take that in and just see how ridiculous that number is. Is that what we expect from Auburn? That's, I mean, look, 
Yes, I guess, if you really want to be like, yeah, Auburn should be there. That's ridiculous. Those are ridiculous numbers. But you would like to see Auburn get back to the years like 04 and 05 where they were putting guys in the league left and right. And you would like to see guys playing in the NFL again that are legitimate Auburn products. That's what you want to see. Because it's so cool to watch any professional sport, baseball, basketball, football, and you're like, hey, that guy played at Auburn. I remember when he or she played at Auburn. That's so cool to watch. And then it's even cooler when they are a big-time superstar in their respective league. Like Cam Newton when he was doing his thing with the Carolina Panthers. Everybody knew that he played at Auburn, that he was a national champion at Auburn. He was a Heisman Trophy winner at Auburn. I understand that he was just a a freak of nature when it came to playing football. But everybody knew that he played at Auburn. I like, me personally, I love to see that. When I'm watching the NBA, we're really about to start seeing that. In the NBA, where you can say, that guy played at Auburn, that guy played at Auburn, oh yeah, that guy played at Auburn, you're going to start seeing that a whole lot more with Auburn basketball getting the big-time recruits that they do and they're getting right now, and with Bruce and the system he's implementing. I think Auburn football can get to that point as well. Now, it's going to take some time, okay? It's going to take some time. And you know what else it's going to take? I'm just going to be really honest. I'm going to be really honest. It's going to take Nick Saban not being at Alabama anymore. That's it. It's going to take Nick Saban to not be at Alabama anymore to give not just Auburn, but any other school in the South a chance. And you hate to see it that way, and you hate to think of it that way, but look at what Nick Saban does. Look at what Nick Saban and Alabama do. If he wants a player, he gets them. And if he doesn't, he just lets them go. If he wants a player, 99% of the time, he's going to get that player. He's going to get them. And There's nothing that anybody can do to compete with that. Georgia, maybe. Maybe. Clemson a few years ago, but not right now. Auburn, especially not. But I think Auburn's making an impact. And I think Auburn is making their voice heard right now on the recruiting trail. I think they are. Yes, it's still Alabama's you know, recruiting state. It just is right now. But I think Auburn can overtake that. And a lot of things are going to have to happen for that. And one of those things, Nick Saban's going to have to be gone, retire. And look, he may coach for another 10 or 15 years. I'm convinced that he's going to coach until he falls over on the football field. I'm just convinced. I'm convinced. Same thing with, um, with the New England Patriots coach, why is his, uh, Belichick. I don't know why his name was slipping my mind for a second. Those guys are just so ingrained and so involved with the game that – They are going to coach until their body physically will not let them do it anymore. And credit to them. If you're that good, I would too. If I was that good at something, I would do it until the day I died. And I think that's what they're going to do as well. But think about the day, and I I hate to look at it this way, but think about the days and the years where Nick Saban is no longer in Alabama and how, how it's going to get leveled out just a little bit. Alabama's still going to be Alabama. But I think Brian Harson at Auburn can become that. I said that day one when he got hired. I did. I said it day one. I think Brian Harson can become something like that. Something like that. 
Auburn can run this state again. Auburn football can be a legitimate powerhouse again. They're not there right now. They're not. But they can be. It starts with recruiting. It starts with developing. And it also starts with winning. You've got to start winning some games. But if you start winning games, you know how this goes. If you start winning games, you start recruiting better. When you start recruiting better, then you start developing better players. And when you get better players, you're going to win more. And it's a big, giant circle. It's a huge circle. And if you can get in that cycle and in that rotation, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. And I think Auburn can get there with Brian Harson Again, it's going to take some time. He's got to survive. I think if he can survive the next two to three years, I think he's going to be doing really well here, folks. I really do. I- I'm convinced. Now, we could be sitting here this time next year and saying, well, who's going to be our coach? Well, what's this coach going to do? Very well could be. Very well could be. But I don't think that's the scenario because I'm convinced that Brian Harson gets his eight wins and he survives. I agree with Terry. He called in last segment. He's got to have eight wins. And Terry also added on the losses that he has, they can't be brutal. They can't be ugly. And I kind of agree. I mean, yeah, maybe against Alabama or Georgia on the road. I mean, if you just go in there and just, you know, if you just get killed, I get it, man. I get it. It's year two. Brian Harson is not supposed to beat Alabama and Georgia right now. He's not. He's not supposed to beat them. But the other losses, whether it's Penn State, LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, those schools, the other two losses, if you go eight and four, they've got to be close. They do. They've got to be close. And blowing 25-point leads on your home field, that can't happen either. That can't happen again. And look, there's some schools and some programs on this on this football schedule that it's not okay to lose to if you're Auburn. It's just not. It's not okay to lose to some of these schools. So, it, you know, you you hate to put it as like Brian Harson has to. Well, he's got to get eight wins, but his four losses have to be by a combined score of 21. Not that's not what I'm saying, but that is kind of what it sounds like. So. Look, a blowout to Alabama or Georgia, you're fine. You're going to be okay. But again, if he if he pulls the blowing major leads to Mississippi State type of thing, yeah, he may not survive anyway. But where I want to go with all of this is when it comes to the NFL draft, you saw last night Georgia put six guys from the defense in the first round. And then their be- one of their best leaders on defense is still on the board. So he will be one of the first taken tonight and speaking of the NFL draft uh, hopefully you tuned in right here on ESPN 106.7 last night we had first round coverage uh, that was at six o'clock we have the second round coverage again tonight right here on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn and Opelika starting at six o'clock central time you can tune in get all the draft picks all the draft coverage everything you need when it comes to the NFL draft you can turn it on and listen to it right here. So you can turn us on and then put something else on the TV. So you still get the draft picks and you still hear it, but you don't have to sit there and watch it. But let's be honest, watching it, it's pretty brutal. I ain't going to lie. It's pretty brutal. I watched it last night and two hours in, we still hadn't, we still weren't even done with the first round. Come on, guys. Come on, man. Just takes too long. Takes too long. So ESPN 106.7 right here in Auburn. Uh, We carry the NFL draft coverage. We had it last night. We'll have the second round coverage tonight at 6 o'clock. 
And tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m., we're going to have the rest of the NFL draft. So make sure you tune in for that. We're really excited to have that opportunity here on ESPN 106.7. If you want to call in, get involved, anything you have on your mind, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Anything you want to talk about, if you have an opinion about the NFL draft, do you think Auburn football is going to start putting some guys in the league again in the first and second rounds? Do you think Brian Harson has what it takes to develop these players, not just to win at Auburn, but to get to the next level and win there as well? Anything with that or anything else on your mind, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And to also to Terry's call, he was talking about he is not convinced. Now, I'm glad he brought this up because I actually have a segment about, a segment about this uh, in hour number two. And, and I'm sure Terry's not the only one that believes this. But there's a lot of people, I would think, that believe Brian Harson does not want to be at Auburn. And I'm not one of those people because I do think he wants to be here. I really do. I think Brian Harson wants to be here. And look, he had to go through a lot of changes. He had to figure it out along the way. But that's kind of like life too, right? I mean, that's kind of like life. And you walk into a situation, you think it's going to be one thing, you find out it's another. And there's two types of people. The ones that figure it out and change and, and figure it out or the ones that don't. They don't change. They try to do the same thing and they just fall out and fail. Well, so far... After year one, Brian Harson is kind of in the middle. But he's on the, the upward trend of, I'm changing and figuring it out. Because he has to. Because he wants to be here. The guy wants to win. He wants to win. He didn't come here for a paycheck and go home and move back to Idaho and never coach football again. He wants to coach. He wants to win. And I think he's got the smarts to do it. I really, really do. Let's head to the break. We'll come back and wrap up this conversation and wrap up hour number one. If you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're listening to On The Line. Welcome back into On The Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show. Hope you're all doing well as we wrap up hour number one and try to get into the weekend. We do have another hour, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, at 3.30 in hour number two, we're going to have Lance Dahl. He'll be calling in and uh, giving us some updates from Locked On Kentucky. Also, some updates about Auburn football uh, and Auburn sports as well. So that'll be at 3.30. Make sure you tune in for Lance at 3.30. We always appreciate him uh, coming on the show and giving us some updates about what's going on in SEC country. But that's at 3.30. We've got a little bit before we get there. Just a couple of more minutes uh, as we wrap up our number one. We've been talking a lot about the NFL draft, linking it with Auburn football, and kind of just what to expect from Auburn in the, in the upcoming years. And can Auburn and Brian Harson, or Brian Harson and Auburn, however you want to word it, can they start putting guys, effective guys, in the league again? And I say it like that because Auburn's put guys in the draft, but later rounds, and 
look, when you get drafted later, it's a struggle to make it in the league. It just is. But can Auburn start putting guys in the first and second rounds instead of the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds? That's what we have been talking about. That's what I want to know from you. What do you think? Do you think Auburn can get back to that point? Do you think Brian Harson and this coaching staff are the ones to get it turned around and get guys to the NFL again and get guys successful careers in the NFL? I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. If you have a, an opinion about that, Again, I'd love to hear from you. Call in, get involved. I always love to hear what you, the listener, has to say. And you know my take on it. I think they will. I think so. Now, they've got to win, and we know that's how it goes. We know that's what's on the line, no pun intended, this season. But if he, again, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but if he survives this year, I think down the road, You could start seeing Auburn football players get into the league again. And you still see some go, but I'm talking about first and second round draft picks, guys that get drafted for immediate impact on NFL organizations. All of those guys you saw last night, all six of those Georgia defenders, I mean, the odds would say four of them are going to be really good for a decent amount of time in the NFL. They may all be. None of them may be. But odds would say three or four of them are going to be big-time players for a long time in the NFL. Jamison Williams from Alabama. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver. I think he's going to be fantastic. I really wanted the Packers to get him. And I thought the Packers were going to do so. But no. Obviously, they didn't get the chance to because Detroit drafted him out of all teams. Jamison Williams goes to the Detroit Lions, the team that's the rival of my team, one of them in the NFC North. So he's going to be fantastic, though, folks. He's going to be so good in the NFL. But then, overall, the Packers decided, what, we need wide receivers? Yeah, we'll get defense instead. But call in, let me know. Is Auburn going to get to that point to put guys back in the league again? I want to hear from you. Hour number one, officially in the book. Stick around for hour number two. You're listening to On the Line. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn and Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. Online on Fox Sports 983.com and ESPNAU.com. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show. Hour number one officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two officially underway right here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. I appreciate everybody tuning in here on Friday afternoon. Hope you're doing well. A little sunshine, little clouds as well outside here in the Auburn-Opelika area. Weather is uh, 
in the low 80s. So summer's coming, folks. That's all I got to say. Summer's coming, and um, I'm happy, but I'm not at the same time. I'm not a huge, huge hot weather guy. I am if I'm out by the pool or something. But other than that, uh, I do work inside, which is really nice. So hope you're doing well. Hope you have some good weekend plans, uh, whatever you're going to do. Auburn baseball is out of town. Auburn softball is in town, though. I actually saw the Georgia softball team on campus today. They were walking around doing their thing. So Auburn softball is at home. Auburn baseball on the road. But whatever you're up to this weekend, whatever you're going out to do, I hope you have a great time. Hope you have a great weekend. But we still have a little bit of radio here before the weekend gets underway. If you missed any of our number one, Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded following today's show. So make sure you go and find the podcast. Uh, Today's show or any other show, just go search on the line wherever you get your podcast. It'll be uploaded there following today's show. If you want to call in, get involved with the show, I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. I'd love to hear from you. We've talked a lot of Auburn football and the NFL draft, kind of uh, mixing those together a little bit. Will Auburn get back to putting guys in the NFL and good, effective guys in the NFL under Brian Harson and this coaching staff? That's kind of the question we've been asking today. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. And if you missed the start of hour number one, I explained that my show producer Trevor – uh, it's no longer here. He wrapped up his internship and will be graduating from Auburn University next week. So congratulations to him. But he is no longer with us. So what that means is I am currently by myself here in the studio running everything, doing it all, Mr. One Man Show right now. And if you've tuned in before when Trevor was out, you know, he was out sick for a while and then uh, there for a while. Fridays were not available. Uh, he wasn't available to come in anymore. So if you tuned in on those days, you know that I had to limit phone calls to just during the commercial breaks. And I hate to do that because, you know, we just don't get a whole lot of calls during the break. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not as common. People like to call in during the show when we're talking about something and get involved right then and there. And I fully understand that. And I don't want to have to take that away from you. And so what we are sort of experimenting with today, since this is today is the first day without uh, a show producer here, is if somebody calls in during the show, I've got a couple sound bites that we used to play when Noah was here on a couple of segments. And so the plan has been to basically, if somebody calls in, I'm going to play one of those instead of, you know, not answering or uh, having just dead air. Uh, it may be something weird. It may be, you know, the hot take Wednesday or the Saturday selection thing. It may be one of those, and it's just temporary for today. Hopefully sometime next week I can get something made to where if you do call in during the show, I can play that 10 or 15 seconds, answer the phone, and get you right on, and we can just go go with it uh, as, you know, as it goes. And Still looking for a show producer. I'm in the process of getting that, uh, getting someone hired to do that. So 
Bear with me just a little bit. I do appreciate you tuning in, and I do want to hear from you. I really do. I love when listeners call in and give me their thoughts, their opinions, ask their questions. Uh, I just love hearing from the listeners. It, it, um, you know, it, it really makes the show entertaining for me and I'm sure for other listeners. So would love to hear from you, 334-321-1390, or toll-free at 888-382-7502. But let's start hour number two like we always do with Making Headlines. Making headlines. So making headlines today on Friday, April 29th, 2022. A lot going on in the sports world, so we've got a lot to talk about. The NFL draft first round last night, of course, uh, we've talked about it a lot in hour number one. But the NFL draft was last night, and, you know, I talked about and we'll still talk about how the NFL draft takes way too long. And it's really just the first and second round because that's all that the media really cares about. No offense to anybody taken later than that because those guys still do matter. They do. They matter. But the media just isn't about it as much. And the first and second round takes so long because there's 10 or 15 minutes in between each and every pick. And it's because they break down the player. They show a bunch of film. All the guys at the desk, they talk about it. And then they talk about how he's going to change the team and how he's going to impact the team. And that's all really good information. But it doesn't take 10 or 15 minutes in between each and every single pick. It takes forever. It takes forever. And I I don't know what the, the, the viewing ratings are on the NFL draft on TV, but it can't be good. It cannot be good. And... I mean, it's easier just to keep up with it on the radio or on social media rather than turning the TV on and sitting down and watching the NFL draft. I just, I don't know, man. It's not my thing. I watched it last night because I was with some buddies, but I mean, I wasn't just sitting there watching it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. The NFL draft is just, it's really, really slow and they've got to figure out a way. If they want people to watch it, they've got to figure out a way to speed it up just a little bit. But the NFL draft last night, round one, First overall pick, Trayvon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia. He got picked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from Michigan, got drafted second overall by the Lions. Third overall, Derek Stingley Jr., corner from LSU. He went third to the Houston Texans. Ahmad Gardner, corner from Cincinnati. He went fourth to the New York Jets. And Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, the defensive end, went fifth to the New York Giants. So, Top five picks, all defensive players. And when you look up and down the first round, it was a lot of defensive players and a lot of wide receivers and some offensive line. And that was it, man. I mean, that was literally it when you look at it. I'm trying to see if there was anybody other than that. There wasn't. Here you go. Safety, safety. This is from the bottom up. Two safeties, defensive end, guard, Defensive tackle, linebacker, defensive end, corner, offensive tackle, corner, linebacker, corner. Oh, there is a quarterback. Sorry, I forgot Kenny Pickett got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only quarterback to go in the first round last night. Kenny Pickett, uh, the hometown Pittsburgh kid, going to the Steelers. But then you look, a tackle, wide receiver, guard, offensive guard, and a wide receiver, guard, safety, tackle, receiver, receiver. Rec- I mean, I'm telling you, man, there was one quarterback taken the entire first round which is honestly it's more than what I thought I didn't think any of them were going in the first round we talked about it with Christian Clemente uh yesterday about how the quarterbacks are just not 
all that great in this draft. And that's why you saw so many defensive and wide receiver guys go in the first round because there was a lot of them, man. And there's a lot of good ones. And you saw Georgia, they have six defensive guys go in the first round. And their quote-unquote defensive leader, N'Kobe Dean, still on the board. And I think he will be one of the first ones to go tonight in round two of the NFL draft. Still waiting on an Auburn guy to get drafted. I think McCreary will go tonight in round two. Let's see what ESPN has him as the best available. Uh, He was like 40-something when we looked yesterday before the draft. Roger McCreary, they have him as the 17th best overall or best available player as it stands right now. So pretty good chance that he will get drafted in the second round tonight. So Make sure you stay tuned for that. We will have it right here on ESPN 106.7 at 6 o'clock. So right after the drive from 4 to 6, we're going to have the NFL Draft second round coverage right here on ESPN 106.7. excuse me. And then tomorrow at 11 a.m., we're also going to have the rest of the NFL Draft. So starting at 11 tomorrow right here on ESPN 106.7, we'll have all of the other rounds at starting at 11 a.m. So if you are out and about and can't watch it on TV, tune in right here on ESPN 106.7. You can listen to all of the draft picks right here on our station. So really excited that we have that opportunity as well. Moving on with making headlines, Julian Phillips, the big-time recruit that Auburn basketball is going after. He has not committed yet. He hasn't committed yet, but he did receive a crystal ball. For Auburn, if you're not familiar with that, it's just a it's a basically a prediction system that is it's pretty it's pretty accurate. It's not 100, percent but a lot of like basically intact writers, writers that are really informed on on situations when it comes to recruits, they give a crystal ball prediction, and he picked one up for Auburn today. So that's a good news. I mean, that's a good sign. That's good news if you're Auburn fans because. You know, you heard Christian talk yesterday. He feels pretty confident that Auburn's in the running for Phillips. I think Auburn's in the running for Phillips as well. Look, the guy is an unbelievable athlete. He can shoot, he can dribble, he can score, and he can defend. He can do it all. I think it'd be a fantastic pickup for Auburn. And as we talked about, Auburn was the last place that he visited. And I talked about how the that is a big-time advantage for Auburn because – Again, they're the last ones to talk to him. When he's thinking about making his decision, he's going to be constantly thinking about what Bruce Pearl said to him, what Auburn meant to him, what he liked about Auburn. All of that's going to be in his brain when he's thinking about what what he wants to do and where he wants to go. So I think he's going to commit in the next week or so. I think sometime next week we're going to see him commit and Hopefully it's to Auburn. I think Auburn is, is in, the, in the driver's seat, if you will, uh, for Julian Phillips, the big-time recruit for Auburn basketball. He got a crystal ball. He received a crystal ball for Auburn prediction today. So we'll see how that goes again. I think within the next week he will commit, so we'll see how that goes. But what a fantastic player he is and what a fantastic pickup that would be for Auburn basketball if they were able to pull it. Moving on and making headlines, a little baseball news for you Braves fans. I'm sure you already know. Ronald Acuna Jr., he was called up by the Braves. He had his first game last night coming off of injury. Uh, He went one for four, I believe. The Braves win. They beat the Cubs last night, but Acuna gets back in the game. He had a hit. Uh, It was later on in the game, seventh or eighth inning, and uh, he gets a hit, though. He's back in the rotation. He's back on the Braves roster. 
and he's back in the lineup. So that is great news, not just for the Braves fans and not just for the Braves, but really for baseball. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of the most outstanding young superstars in the game of baseball, and him being out a lot of last year and the start this year, it hurts the game. It really does. He's one of those players. He's like the Mookie Betts. You know, he's, he's exciting to watch. Everybody wants to see him play. And it's good news that he's back in, in the league. You know, he had, he had some injury problems. He's back, though. He gets a hit last night in the Braves' win. They beat the Cubs. And, uh, again, it's just great news for baseball. It's great news for the Braves. Ronald Acuna Jr. gets a hit in his first game back with the Atlanta Braves last night. And the final headline I've got in making headlines here on Friday, April 29th, the NBA playoffs last night, there were three games on at the same time as the NFL draft. We had, we actually had two TVs going, me and my buddies did. We had the draft on one and we had some basketball on the other. Uh, All three games last night, the series is now over. Uh, The team's who were up 3-2. They win last night. They win the series 4-2. Philadelphia takes care of Toronto on the road in Toronto, 132-97. So Philadelphia, they got up 3-0 in the series. They let Toronto come back, win two in a row, but they do put it away in game six. 132-97. Philadelphia, I mean, they put it on Toronto there in game six. That's that's a pretty big beatdown in the playoffs. You look at some of the stats, Embiid had 33, Maxie had 25, Harden had 22, Tobias Harris 19, and Danny Green 12. That's pretty strong when all five guys on your starting roster or your starting five are scoring double digits in the NBA. If you're doing that, you're doing something right. Philadelphia wins 132-97. to They take the series 4-2 over Toronto. And then the Phoenix Suns, the one seed in the West, still waiting on – oh, wait, I'm sorry. The news last night – was it was after the show we were talking about Devin Booker not playing he may come back for game seven that was the word yesterday during the show was Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns he's been out he got injured and he may be able to come back for game seven no yesterday afternoon after we got off the air the news came out he said yeah I'm playing and he did he suited up for game six I could not believe it I couldn't believe it I was not expecting Devin Booker to come back and play so early in game six, but he did. Had 13 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 1 of 6 from 3. So, you know, he had 3 assists, 2 turnovers. Didn't have a great game. He did play 32 minutes, but I look for him to get better and better coming back from this injury. But he was not the storyline in this ballgame, folks. Phoenix wins 115-109 to on the road in New Orleans. They take the series 4-2, and... Their point God, yes, I said point God, Chris Paul had one of the best playoff performances you will ever see, ever, by any position, any year, any team, any time, anywhere. Chris Paul had one of the best games ever in NBA playoff history. He played 35 minutes, scored 33 points. He shot 100%, 100%, and 100%. 14 of 14 from the field, 1 of 1 from three-point range, and 4 of 4 from the free-throw line. His plus-minus was plus 17. He had five rebounds, eight assists, three turnovers, and a steal. That's unbelievable. He shot 100% from the field, 14 of 14, 100% from three, and 100% from the free-throw line, scored 33 points, and put this team on his back. That's unbelievable. 
unbelievable. That is one of the best NBA playoff performances you will ever see. I'm telling you. That and look, if you're like, I don't really understand, you know, why that's a huge deal. He's an NBA guy. Shouldn't he make everything? No. <laughs> no. You know that's not how that works. 14 of 14 in the playoffs on the road. Didn't miss a single shot from no matter where he took it. He didn't miss. Not once. Dropped 33 points. Also had five rebounds, eight assists to just three turnovers as a point guard. I mean, that's just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Phoenix, they beat New Orleans 115-109. to 109. They close out that series in the West. Devin Booker, he's back for the Suns, and that makes them as dangerous as anybody in this entire playoffs. One more game last night before we wrap up making headlines. The Dallas Mavericks, the four seed, they take care of the Utah Jazz. They win the series 4-2 by a score of 98-96 to down the stretch in Utah. Look, Dallas, they're playing pretty good basketball. Luka Doncic, he's still one of the best players in the entire NBA. He had 24 points, 8 of 21 shooting. Not great, not terrible though. And uh, look, Dallas, they move on. They're going to be They'll be playing in the second round of the NBA playoffs. One game tonight in the NBA. The two-seeded Memphis Grizzlies taking on the seventh-seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a 3-2 series in favor of Memphis. Can they get it done and move on, or do they take it to game seven in Memphis? No games on Saturday. This is the final game of of the first round. Unless it goes to game seven, then they'll play game seven on Sunday. But Sunday will start the second round with Milwaukee in Boston. So fantastic games coming up tonight and then on Sunday with the first round or the second round getting underway in the NBA playoffs. That's all I've got for making headlines. If you want to call in, get involved. Uh, if I miss something that you want to talk about, please let me know. Let's talk about it. Or if you have a comment about anything going on in the sports world, I would love to hear from you. 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. We're going to head to a break. We'll come back for a few minutes. Then we're going to have Lance Dahl at 3.30. He'll be on the phones talking to us about a little Kentucky and Auburn athletics. You're listening to the Friday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama. Jacob Goins with you on the Friday edition of the show. We've got about four more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. We'll have Lance Dahl. He'll be calling in to talk to us a little bit here on the Friday edition of On the Line. If you've missed any of today's show or any of our other shows, just search. I guess it's mine. I say ours. It is just me. So if you missed any of my show, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate everybody tuning in here on this Friday afternoon. Hope you have some big weekend plans. Maybe you're not doing anything. That's fantastic too. I I respect it. No matter what you're doing, I hope you have a great weekend. But we have a few more minutes before we head to the bottom of the hour break. And I'm not sure if you saw it, but one of the Miami Hurricanes basketball players, last name is Wong. Uh, I forget his first name. I'm about to look it up. But I think it's Isaiah. I could be wrong, though. I don't want to be wrong. Um, but, here, dude, this this news was unbelievable. Isaiah Wong, that is correct. Isaiah Wong, he was the leading second, second leading scorer on the Miami Hurricanes team this past season. That team that beat Auburn? Yeah, that team. Uh, 
this, their second leading scorer, a guard, Isaiah Wong, he came out and said uh, last night or today, he said if he does not get more NIL money in the next two days, if he doesn't get more deals in the next two days, he's going to enter the transfer portal. Because the deadline's May 1st, you know that. But he came out and verbally said, if I do not get more NIL compensation, more NIL deals in the next two days, I will be transferring to a place that can give me more. Now that is, that's interesting. That is, that's one way to go about it. And this is a bad sign, folks. It's a bad sign. Because... This is what it's going to become. It already sort of has, but really, this is the first player to come out and verbally say, I'm transferring if I don't get more money. In college, we see this all the time in the pros. Yeah, you saw it with, you know, with, with players in, in baseball and basketball and football and in, in contract negotiations. That's where you see that happen. Look, if you can't pay me, I'm going to go somewhere else. That's fine. That's fine in professional sports. That's how it works. But in college athletics, we're already seeing it. And a guy comes out and says, I want more NIL money or I'm going to transfer and play for an entire different program. That seems sketchy to me, man. That seems really sketchy to me because is he really doing it for the money or is he really leaving? It's the secret, you know, maybe he's secretly leaving because he doesn't want to be at the program. But I don't think that's the case. I think he just wants to make more money in college. And you can see, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this part of it, but you can see at this point in his career where his priorities lie. You can see where his priorities lie. He wants that money. He wants money. He wants to make money and get paid to be in college and play college ball. That's what he wants to do. And he's willing to leave a program that went to the Sweet 16 to go find that money somewhere else. Who knows where it's going to be? He may go to a school that may not even make the tournament, and he may be okay with that. And I guarantee you, he is not the only player in the country that thinks that way. I'm all for players getting paid in college, okay? To a certain extent. To a certain extent. And I've said... It's already nasty. It's already bad. It's going to get worse. And here it is. This is the sign right here. This is the sign that it's going to get really bad. It's, this is free agency to a T. This is it. This is it. So he basically had to come out and say, Hey, University of Miami, figure it out to get other companies and get other people to pay me more money. If you really want me here, you're going to have to find people to pay me money or I'm going to leave. And I'm going to go play for another program that can get me more NIL money. What? What? Could you imagine five years ago if this news would have come out? If something, if, you know, you know, if you look ahead or look back in time, you know how that works. And five years ago, we saw this headline. We'd say, what? Or 10 years ago, we'd be like, fraud right? Recruiting fraud or something. But no, that's where college athletics is now. You think this is bad? It's only going to get worse. Nothing against Isaiah Wong. He's a great player. 
Second leading scorer on the Miami Hurricanes, a team that went to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. But think about Bryce Young, if he did that at Alabama. What if Bryce Young came out tomorrow and said, hey, Alabama, you better get me $10 million worth of NIL deals or I'm going to go out to California and play for US or USC or UCLA. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what the college football world would do if something like that happened? If Tank, Tank Bigsby comes out tomorrow and says, hey, Auburn, I need, I need a million dollars of NIL deals or I'm going to go play and transfer somewhere else. What do you do? Now you have to fight for these players even more on a whole different level. And this is why, this is why, this situation right here with Isaiah Wong, this is why you saw a coach like Jay Wright retire and get out. He doesn't want to have to deal with that. He shouldn't have to deal with that. That's not part of college athletics. It shouldn't be. It is now. It is now. It shouldn't be. That's not how it was supposed to go. But here we are back at the NCAA who said, free for all. Go do what you want to do. Here's NIL. Go make your money. And here they are. They're doing it. And now players have so much power over everything else and over everybody else that it's becoming a really dirty game. And you can't tell me that that's not going to be part of their recruiting pitch anymore. It already is. The richest schools in the richest areas are going to get the best players. That's how this is going to go down. In 10 years, you're going to see about 10 to 15 schools that will run college athletics on all sports because the richest schools in the richest areas that can give the richest NIL deals, they're going to get the best players, whether they're good or not. Let's head to the break. We're going to have Lance Dahl on after this. You're listening to On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins with you. We've got 30 more minutes before we get out of here. But make sure you stay tuned from 4 to 6. It'll be the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck. So make sure you stay tuned from that from 4 to 6. But before then, our good buddy Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and he is the editor for Auburn Daily. Lance, how you doing, man? Doing all right, Jacob. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Man, we've got some stuff to talk about, so let's jump right into it. We'll start with Kentucky, since you are the host of the Locked On Kentucky podcast. Um, with the NFL draft, is there anybody, uh, Kentucky football-wise, that you know is, is, I guess, on the verge of being drafted the next couple of days? Yeah, absolutely. I think one guy that you have to look at in particular, Wandale Robinson, uh, he did not measure out well, did not have the, the best combine in the world, but the star receiver for the Wildcats this past season. I think he's definitely somebody that you've got to look at as maybe somebody that could be drafted here, uh, whether it be today, whether it be tomorrow. Not sure exactly when he would go, but I think that he's somebody that you look at immediately. And then also Josh Pascal, somebody that you also have to look at, an edge player uh, for the Wildcats. He's somebody that you have to take a look at as well. So those two guys, in my mind, 
are probably the headliners there. They've also got an offensive lineman, Darian Kennard, probably maybe a fifth or sixth round selection in my mind. Yusuf Corker, Tyrell Asian, a couple of different secondary players could also potentially get drafted. But I'm specifically looking at Jacquez Jones, Josh Paschal, or maybe uh, Wandale Robinson as the three guys that would be coming off the board first, if I had to assume. Talking to Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily. Lance, talking some Kentucky basketball recruiting, is there any updates on any of the guys that Kentucky may be going after here as we wrap it up? Well, just a couple days ago, Kentucky got a commitment from Illinois State transfer Antonio Reeves. Really, really big move there for the Wildcats. Averaged over 20 points a game with the Redbirds this past season. Excellent three-point shooter, shooting 39.1%. From, the, uh, from, from beyond the arc, really, really good score, and it's somebody that Kentucky has lacked, just the type of bucket getter uh, that he is. Very, very good with the ball in his hands, can get into the lane. Not the best finisher at the rim, but an excellent job with his floater. I think he's got a phenomenal floater. I think the tape will reflect that. But, yeah, just an overall offensive threat. Uh, also got a couple blocks. Uh, per game last season really impressive on the defensive end at times but he was brought in to be a scorer for the Wildcats and he was brought in to be a shooter that's something that bad Kentucky's backcourt struggled with down the stretch last season they're bringing him in to kind of revive that CJ Frederick going to be backing him up like likely at shooting guard both those guys are excellent three-point shooters I think Antonio Reeves was a phenomenal addition and then looking down the line as far as recruiting in the transfer portal there's a kid from South Dakota State in the portal right now Baylor Shireman don't know if you've been talking about him on the show Jacob but he is an excellent shooter shooting over 50 percent from the field and over 47 percent from three averaged almost 17 points a game four and a half assists per game really really solid numbers there uh, if you know anything about South Dakota State you know that team can shoot the three ball really really well and he was their top guy last season Kentucky's made his top 10 but when you look up and down his top 10 at playing time and winning a national championship are a concern, it's probably a two-man race between the Wildcats and the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I may be completely off. He may commit somewhere else. But it looks to me like those are the two teams that are in hot pursuit of him that would be able to provide him what he's asking for. So Baylor Shireman, somebody to look at right now, Kentucky in hot pursuit of the transfer from South Dakota State. I have actually not been talking about him, but I am I am very familiar with South Dakota State. I picked them in the tournament, and they uh, they let me down, man. They let me down. I, 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 <laughs> I took them for the three-point shot, and, you know, that normally burns you. It always burns you when you pick them, but then when you don't pick them, they go off and just beat the teams they're not supposed to. So I am familiar, but that's a great name that you bring up. Talking to Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily, one more question about Kentucky basketball recruiting. Obviously, Oscar Sheboy coming back is a huge plus to this Kentucky basketball team. But what did that, how did that impact Kentucky's recruiting and the transfer portal with Oscar Sheboy coming back? Well, I think it might have potentially impacted them in a negative way. But the thing is, I'm very excited about Oscar Sheboy coming back. If you can get the National Player of the Year to return for another season, I think it's great. But for those out there that wanted to see Kentucky make additions in their front court, Fardos AMAC, uh, Norchad O'Meara, both of those guys will be heading elsewhere. I believe Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, who would have probably played the three or the four for the Wildcats had he chosen to come here. Uh, he just, he announced that he was transferring to Illinois. Now that Kentucky's kind of settling their front court right now. So Oscar Sheeway returning is, is, I think, objectively an awesome thing. 
but you're going to miss out on a couple of different guys that were really high-profile guys in the portal. And then as far as recruiting goes, I don't really see Kentucky pursuing anybody in the front court right now, at least for next year's class. Now, they've got a couple of guards and a couple of small forwards that they're, they're in hot pursuit of right now. But as far as a replacement for Shibwe next season, I've not seen where Kentucky's looking at right now. And quite frankly, I don't think there's anybody that they are – uh, I don't think there's anybody in the front court in next year's class that they've got a lot of smoke for right now. So we'll see what happens there. But as far as this season, a couple guys that they thought they might have an opportunity to get, they missed out on. But again, I'm very happy Sheboy's back. Well, I mean, no reason to replace a guy if he's still there, right? And especially right. being the player of the year in Oscar Sheboy. Talking to Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily, let's change from Kentucky conversation to some Auburn conversation. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the NFL draft today and linking it with Auburn and talking about, you know, can Auburn get back to putting guys in the league first and second round? Do you believe that this this coaching staff and Brian Harson can get back to that level of putting Auburn football players in the NFL and making them impact players as well? I think that when you look at Brian Harson's track record at Boise State, one of the things that jumps off the page is his ability to develop recruits that were not necessarily highly sought after. He's really, really good when it comes to player development. And I was reading an article just a couple of, a couple of days ago. I don't remember if it was SB Nation or, or whoever it was, but it was essentially ranking the past decade of teams that have been putting players in the league and not necessarily whether or not they panned out, just based on their star rating and then the amount of players that they actually put in. There was some type of number system that went into it. I'm not particularly sure how they broke it down, but Boise State, was 36 in terms of putting production into the NFL. Uh, and you may say, well, that's not particularly high, but it was actually the highest group of five school by a mile. Uh, so you really like what Brian Harson was doing at Boise State. And I think the question now at Auburn is, can Brian Harson recruit a little bit better than he did at Boise, get some of these higher recruited guys to continue to develop? And if that's the case, if he's going to bring over what he did at Boise to Auburn just with better talent, I think that it absolutely Auburn can get back to where they were just a couple of years ago. And I really am optimistic about Brian Harson as a developer of talent. I think that we got to see in certain uh, aspects of the team last year. I think we got to see different areas of play improve. Now, there were some issues, and I think that comes with the adjustment of coming from the Mountain West to the SEC. But now that Harson has another year of experience, I think he's going to be able to make some adjustments. I think the receiver room is going to be really, uh, really interesting to see this year. Ike Hilliard is somebody that I'm very, very high on, got very high expectations for him. I think Auburn's going to be able to develop talent at, uh, at defensive line. They've got a lot of different guys that could be uh, NFL draft selections next year, and depending on how they play, could be first or second rounders. I genuinely believe that. But I absolutely, I think Auburn can definitely get back to that spot. It's just can Brian Harson get some of these guys – to commit some of these higher profile guys, but absolutely, I think it's possible. Talking to Lance Dahl of Auburn Daily and Locked On Kentucky podcast, you you bring up recruiting because obviously that's where it all starts. And you know, the first year with Brian Harson, it it wasn't pretty recruiting, but I, he has turned it around in the in the sense of his approach and how he is trying to recruit. What are you seeing from this Auburn coaching staff, including their whole Tiger takeover thing, visiting high schools in the state and some other states? What are you seeing from this coaching staff that was different maybe six months ago recruiting-wise? 
Well, I think that the Tiger takeover thing was definitely beneficial. I mean, you've got to be able to start to establish some connections within your own home state. And that was something that was a hot topic of discussion last year. Is, is and it was actually a topic that Noah and I discussed on, on the line. It's like it's interesting that Harson's strategy is to kind of go national on the recruiting uh, on the recruiting landscape, right? He's he's looking at kids in Oregon, he's looking at kids in Illinois, Indiana, he's looking at kids in Michigan, he's looking all over the place. But I think it's really important that Auburn tries to establish some of these connections, especially looking at this year's upcoming class. I mean, there's a lot of talented guys in the state of Alabama. So I think the Tiger takeover thing, like you just said, is really important. And also another thing that I think is really interesting right now, I think the aggression that Auburn has on the recruiting trail is interesting. There is a five-star kid. You might've discussed him, uh, Jacob, Jalil Hurley, currently committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide, but he has taken several visits back to Auburn since committing to the Crimson Tide back in February. And there are some rumors going around right now that he might potentially flip. Now, how quickly he is going to flip, we don't know. We don't even know if he's going to. But I spoke with John Garcia Jr., who's the recruiting director over at Sports Illustrated, and he said that it's legitimate smoke, and he's talked to some people, and it may be a possibility that Jalil Hurley flips five-star cornerback from the Crimson Tide to, to Auburn. Now, it may be a few months, it may be a few weeks, but the quicker the better, right? And so I think that the aggression of continuing to pursue guys that are already committed to other schools, I think it's going to pay off for Auburn, not just with Hurley, but maybe with a couple of different players in this class as well. Yeah, we did discuss him yesterday. Christian was in here, uh, Christian Clemente, he was in here talking about how Auburn isn't, you know, they're in the door with him, maybe trying to flip him a little bit. And I, again, I think you talking about the aggression, that's really what I've noticed as well on the recruiting trail from this coaching staff. Talking to Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily. And look, Brian Harson, I think he figured it out. Obviously, he may not have really known when he got here. We talked about that a little bit today. Maybe didn't know what to expect, but. The complete 180 that we've seen from this coaching staff on the recruiting trail is paying off, but what are you seeing and what are you hearing from the team that's here right now, the guys that are on this roster, how are they responding to all of these changes? Well, I think that you've definitely seen the get. Well, I'll say this. We talked about this uh, just a few months ago, just talking about how there were a lot of departures on the team, right? There are a lot of guys hitting the transfer portal, and the concern was that Brian Harson wasn't necessarily a culture fit or he wasn't doing something right and there wouldn't be any reason as to why these kids just were leaving. There was there had to be some sort of explanation, but I'll say this. For the kids here that are still committed to the process and are committing to working extremely hard and competing, I think that everybody is starting to kind of buy into what Brian Harson and his coaching staff are selling. At least I don't necessarily have a ton of insider information to give you, Jacob, but just from the outside looking in and getting to talk to a couple of players, it seems like Auburn is really starting to buy in to what they're selling to some of these players. And I think that if you can just get a little cohesion, I know last year there are a lot of different people pulling in a lot of different directions. If you can just get some cohesion heading into year two, I don't necessarily think Auburn's going to go out there and surprise surprise the world, but I think they can meet expectations, and then I can think I think that they can win a game that I think some people don't think they will. So I think the cohesion and the fact that Auburn is kind of starting to accept and buy into what this coaching staff is selling, that's kind of what I've been seeing over the past few months. 
Well, Lance, I love everything you're saying, man. We do appreciate you coming on. Let everybody know where they can keep up with both of your gigs you've got going right now. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. Going to be talking about the Locked On Kentucky podcast over there. Also posting some articles from AuburnDaily.com. You can go check out what I write over there at AuburnDaily.com and then just listen to the Locked On Kentucky podcast wherever you get your podcast. Well, Lance, we appreciate you and your time. I hope you have a great weekend, man. It's great to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me on, Jacob. That was Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily here on the Friday edition of On the Line. We're going to take our final break of hour number two. We're going to wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line. Phone lines are open for the last few minutes, 334-321-1390 or toll-free at 888-382-7502. Hang on. We'll be right back to wrap up the Friday edition of On the Line. Welcome back into On the Line here on ESPN 106.7 in Fox Sports Central Alabama on 98.3 up through Birmingham and Sylacauga. Got about five more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. If you've missed any of today's show, just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. We just got off the phone with Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily. Excuse me, I got the hiccups there for a second. Just got off the phone with Lance Dahl of Locked On, Locked On Kentucky and Auburn Daily. He had some great things to say about Kentucky uh, football. Some players that are going to be getting drafted, hopefully, uh, in his case, uh, in the next couple of days. Had some Kentucky basketball recruiting updates. And then some general takes about Auburn football uh, recruiting and what they've been doing over the past couple of weeks. He's in the same boat I am, folks confidence in this Auburn football coaching staff, confidence in their recruiting efforts, confidence in them getting guys back into the league. And look, that's how I feel. I think Auburn will get back to that point. I think Auburn is going to get better as the years go on. As long as they don't screw it up, as long as they don't screw it up, Auburn themselves, I think the coaching staff and Brian Harson have a really good chance to do something special here. But you know, you know how this goes. He's got to win this year, man. He's got to win this year. And if he does, just you know the word. You know the word. If he does it, he's going to be just fine. And I think he can take Auburn to the next level. I really do. I really, really do. So lots going on. Uh, with Auburn Athletics, Auburn Baseball. I know we haven't really talked about it a whole lot today, or at all, really. Auburn Baseball gets underway at number one Tennessee tonight. Look, Auburn Baseball, I mean, you're playing the absolute best team in the entire country when it comes to college baseball. You're just trying to get a win. You're trying not to get swept. If Auburn can go up there and win one game this weekend... You are really feeling good about yourselves if you're Auburn baseball. You come home for a top five team in Arkansas next weekend, you, and you know what I've said. Between those two series, there's six games. I'm looking for Auburn to win two of them. If you can win two of them, no matter how you do it, whether it's two against Tennessee, two against Arkansas, or one against each, if you can win two games out of the next six against your SEC opponents, against these SEC opponents, 
you are feeling really good about your standings and really good about your circumstance if you're Auburn baseball. So make sure you keep up with that. They are on the road at number one Tennessee this weekend starting tonight. I believe it'll be 6 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time since Knoxville is on Eastern Time. I'm about to look it up just to make sure. Uh, baseball, yes, 6 o'clock tonight, Central Time. It'll be on SEC Network, so it'll be on TV. So if you're hanging around the house uh, this evening, throw that on, and I'm sure it'll be on at some of the sports bars here around Auburn as well. So Auburn, base- Auburn Baseball at Tennessee uh, tonight starting at 6 o'clock Central Time. They will play tomorrow at 6 o'clock as well and wrap up on Sunday at noon. So Auburn Baseball, they're on SEC Network tonight and tomorrow SEC Network Plus on Sunday. So Try to catch a couple of those games if you can. I think Auburn has a good chance to win maybe one. Uh, Winning the series is going to be pretty tough, though. Tennessee is just, they're on another level right now. On an absolute another level. Auburn softball is at home this weekend against a ranked Georgia team. Uh, I don't have their rankings on here, but I know they're ranked. They are a top 25 team, So and so is Auburn. So it's a top 25 showdown between Auburn softball and Georgia softball. First game is tonight over at Jane B. Moore Field at 6 o'clock Central Time. Tomorrow is at 6 o'clock as well. And the series finale on Sunday will be at 1 o'clock over at Jane B. Moore Field for Auburn softball versus Georgia. Both teams are ranked inside the top 25 for a big SEC softball showdown. Just a couple of more series left in SEC softball regular season play before they'll go to the SEC tournament. Auburn baseball still has, I believe, four SEC series. So softball a little bit ahead of baseball in that regard. But both teams in a great position to make a postseason run. They've got to take care of business in the next couple of weeks before they can do so. Well, if you missed any of today's show, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. We talked a lot about the NFL draft, a little update on Julian Phillips for Auburn basketball, talked a lot of Auburn football, and a little bit of everything else in between. If you missed any of today's show, just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Make sure you tune in 2 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Alabama. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.